0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan
1: Bongino.
2: So breaking just before we came on the air, the Secret Service has uh, put out a statement saying they cannot find out, uh, cannot possibly find the suspect in the cocaine at the White House case. Listen, man, I I worked there a long time. I'm telling you, a lot of good people there, 80-20 rule, 80% good guys, 20% bad. It's kind of reverse 80-20 rule, if you know what the 80-20 rule is. But I, I, I'm not buying it. I'm going to get into that at the FBI hearing yesterday. What a total mess. Christopher Ray humiliating himself in the country. But I want to start with the greatest rivalry in sports in the beginning. Dan, you never do sports. Yeah, I'm not doing it today either. Well, you just said the greatest rivalry in sports. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. You'll see what I mean. You guys all right over there? By the way, it was like 10,000 people waiting in the chat before we even got on today, which is awesome. Justin and Guy are there from 10 a.m. to 11 if you want to talk with them. Folks, today's show brought to you by Relief Band. This is my actual Relief Band. When I was going through chemo, two thumbs down for chemo. It sucks. Didn't like that at all. One of the reasons chemo sucks is it makes you nauseous, uh, but not with this Relief Band. This is my actual Relief Band. It's pretty simple. Turn it on. Turn it up. What does it do? Well... Listen, you haven't been sick. You know what it's like to feel nauseous. Of course you do. If it sounds familiar, you need a relief ban. Relief band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that's been clinically proven to help quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. It's Dan Bongino proven. That's what matters here. It's a band you wear on your wrist to help you give, uh, get you relief from nausea. It uses technology. It works with your body so it's safe, drug-free, and has zero side effects. It's that simple. Relief Band helps prevent and treat nausea, so you can help stop nausea from becoming a problem in the first place. It's a must-have for every road trip. My daughter uses it when she goes out on the water, too. Every household should have a relief band for those unexpected nausea moments. Right now, you get an exclusive offer just for Dan Bongino Show listeners. If you go to reliefband.com slash Bongino, use promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head to reliefband.com slash Bongino and use our promo code Bongino for 20% off plus free shipping. It's a great product. Thanks, Relief Band. All right, Joseph, let's go. Thank you. Yeah, where is the Kenny Bell? Hold on. Hold on. Kenny Bell time. I gotta use the bell. We haven't used the Kenny Bell in a long time. Something a lot going on with Joe. Nothing bad. We're, it's good stuff. So uh, Joe's about for the next couple of days, but he's listening. Joe's there. Send me a text, Joe. I'm going to text him with an emoji thumbs up. So just before I get to the show and the greatest rivalry in sports, although we don't do sports on the show, the Secret Service is now saying, just pop before the show here before we went live, that they don't have any suspects in the cocaine in the West Wing case. Uh, Folks, I'm sorry. I worked there for a long time. I just don't buy it. They have suspects. I just don't think they want to tell you who the suspects are. I mean, folks, they know who comes in and out of the West Wing. There's an extensive camera network there. If you come into the White House for a tour, you had to check in at a checkpoint, go through what they call waves, the White House access and visitor entry system. So they know who was in the White House between that Friday and that Sunday. I don't know if they just don't want to interview people. They don't have the assets to interview people. They have suspects. They just don't want to tell you who they are. And I don't know why that is. I suspect strongly, and I think this is going to come out in the wash as time goes on, that it was a friend of Hunter Biden's or Hunter Biden himself. I, my, those are my suspicions. It's my opinion based on who has access to the West Wing and who's got a history of doing this. That just happened. I'm going to get to the FBI hearing in a minute. Someone asked in the chat what day I was speaking at Turning Point this weekend. Uh, I think it's Sunday. I'm pretty sure. I'll try to confirm by tomorrow. And before I forget, questions for tomorrow's show. The posts are already up on Locals of Truth. If you want to submit a question, go to my Locals account or True Social, Matt D. Bongino, submit a question. The greatest rivalry in sports is what? You're like, oh, definitely uh, Cowboys, Redskins, Yankees, Red Sox, maybe Yankees, Mets, Uh, Islanders, Rangers. You'd be wrong. The greatest rivalry in sports, what is it, anybody know, is Biden versus the teleprompter. And the teleprompter remains undefeated. Ladies and gentlemen, this happened yesterday, continuing to humiliate us in front of the entire world. Joe Biden v. Teleprompter. Soon, NATO will be the 32nd freestanding, have free, 33 32 freestanding <laughs> members standing together to defend our people and our territory. Helicopter 19 in the chat. Yes, this is the brightling today. Thank you for asking. I know a lot of you watch the, I love my watch guy too. Biden is the prompter remains undefeated. Joe is zero for 176.5 against the prompter. And I know I don't usually start with lighthearted stuff because it is a heavy news day with everything happening. But I just need you to laugh a little bit. It's Thursday. Tomorrow's a big day, Friday, celebrating Paula's birthday, even though it's not tomorrow because we're busy the coming weekends. So tomorrow night's probably going to be a little crazy with me and her. So I'm all excited for the weekend. It reminded me of something. There's only one other rivalry in teleprompter sports that rivals the Biden teleprompter rivalry. And that is Al Sharpton versus the teleprompter. No one has lost to the teleprompter more than Sharpton. Even Biden. No, no, not even Biden. Biden has nothing on Al Sharpton. This is one of seriously probably 100 videos on the internet of Al Sharpton versus the teleprompter. Listen to this.
0: We all know I've had my share of prompter issues. (laughs) And here's the president meeting with a uh, -a cola cue. Republicans Grinches launching full of cold. Copies of the new issue of Charlie Habda. Haba- he also goes by the name Michael Ziha Bilba. 26-year-old Nina Phone Raymond Romano yeah, Honor David Letterman. He died of accidental uh, uh as Al-Qaeda in Yemen. The start of school has been postponed. Several times, massive manhood is underway. Who spoke at a white supremacist convention. You look at the hand you dealt with. There are not 60 Republicans. After a historic, a, a historic. When you hear of ISIS now water boating, I'm all over the map on immigration. Did the New England Patriots cheat to get into the big game? NFL analyst and Hall of Fame player Troy Aikens, uh, the writer slamming President Obama for talking with used to celebrities. What's the latest tonight in Iowa? Well, in Ottawa.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What's the latest in Iowa? I don't know. I'm in Ottawa. You're not even in the right country, who I have no idea. Thanks for all the happy birthdays to Paula Wild Viking. Welcome to the chat. So you're there. Uh, Folks, sorry. I had to start out a little lighter stuff. You know, I rarely if ever do that. I just, I, I can't with the Democrats. they are such a hapless bunch of buffoons. Sometimes you got to highlight the stupidity. Why? Because we play by Alinsky's rules here too. The rules work. You may not like them because they may be vicious, but Alinsky was onto something. And what's the most powerful weapon? Anybody know? The most powerful weapon in politics is ridicule. I'm sorry. It's immoral and unethical sometimes, but sometimes you got to just hit back and you got to hit back in trench warfare politics wise any way you can, especially when they weaponize the government. These people are idiots. They deserve everything coming their way. All right, let's get to the serious stuff. So the curious case of one Ray Epps gets even curier, sir, if we were to quote Al Sharpton, getting even weirder as of yesterday. Ray Epps is now saying now for those of you who don't know Ray Epps, forgive me, I shouldn't assume everyone here knows. Ray Epps was a gentleman caught on video Uh, During January 6th, during the protest and the rally and what happened afterwards at the Capitol, Ray Epps was caught on video saying a lot of damning things about going to the Capitol, going inside the Capitol. And the strange thing about Ray Epps is as of today, as far as we know, Ray Epps has not been arrested or prosecuted, despite the fact that the FBI and the DOJ have put out basically blanket threats to anyone who was there that day geo-fencing and all that stuff. And a lot of people find themselves in the D.C. gulag. So it's really strange that Ray Epps, who is literally on video, uh, engaged in some suspect behavior, would be suing Fox News for defamation. But as you can see from the hapless Jeremy Barr and Will Summer at the Washington Post, that is happening. Fox News sued for defamation by a man linked to January 6th conspiracy theories. So if you're scratching your melon right now, Going, well, this doesn't make sense. The media has told us about the insurrection, worse than Pearl Harbor, it's like the Civil War all over again. And then you got this guy on video who appears to be part of an effort to storm the Capitol, at least from the video we've seen. You would think the media would be like, get him, prosecute him. He's part of the insurrection. But it's really strange. The media seems to be protecting Ray Epps. It's super weird. Nobody can figure out what's going on. Matter of fact, the narrative on Ray Epps is changing in the media. Hot tip to Jack Posobiec for this, by the way. I'll get to that in a second. But yesterday, Congressman Nels, who I really like, he was up on Capitol Hill. He's a Republican. Talking to the completely hopeless director of the FBI, tyrant Chris Ray, a joke of a human being. Chris Ray's up there. And Nels asked him some pretty common sense questions about Ray Epps. You put a lot of people in jail for far lesser behavior than what appears to be seen on tape here. If this was an insurrection, like what's up with Ray Epps? By the way, we won't be intimidated because you're not going to sue us for defamation by playing videos of you. I don't know how you're going to do that. By the way, discovery on that's going to be great. Discovery on that's going to be amazing. Here's Nels asking a fair question. Why is Epps not been arrested? Now, wait, Wait. one more thing. In his defamation lawsuit, Epps appears to indicate that he may be prosecuted. So this may change. This may change. Here, take a look at this. We
0: need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Hey, what? We are going to the Capitol where our problems are.
1: It's that direction. Yeah. Yeah, he's...
3: Alright, no Dave, but one more thing.
1: Yeah, so can we go up there? No?
3: When we go in. Are we gonna get arrested if we go up here. there? You yeah, don't need to get We're
1: shot.
4: There he is, breaching the line, going in at the first breach into the Capitol, into the Capitol grounds, a restricted area. Mr. Ray, you have arrested hundreds of people related to January 6th. And there have been people arrested for breaching Capitol grounds. Cooey Griffin is an example. Rachel Genko is an example. And then we go to Mr. Brandon Streka. Brandon was arrested for disorderly and disruptive conduct which included yelling, I quote, go, 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 as rioters tried to empty the Capitol. These three never went into the Capitol. They never assaulted anyone. So let's be honest with each other. There is very little difference between the actions of Ray Epps and Brandon Stricka that day, but yet Stricka was arrested and Epps wasn't.
2: All right, please explain. Please explain to me to all the reasonable, rational people out here. Rational people, welcome to the chat. Love you all being here and everything. Tell me in the chat, like, why would Ray Epps be not subjected to the same legal process as everyone else, including arrest and prosecution? Now, again, that may change according to Epps himself and his lawsuit. But it seems awfully strange. And it's a fair question to ask based on the media premise alone. If the media is saying, and I'm not saying I agree with the premise, If the media premises, this is the worst insurrection in modern American history and our government was at risk, then why would you not be curious as the FBI director about a guy on video you just saw suggesting people go into the Capitol, which is believed to be one of the physical acts associated with said insurrection? Folks, I'm just asking everyone, you know, even the the liberal morons out there, just use your brain. Why is this guy? Not being subjected to the same process as everyone else. Maybe there's a fair reason. I mean, he said on 60 Minutes, what, he didn't go in or something? All right, I'm open to hearing anything. Here's Christopher Ray with the answer, by the way, after some comments by Nels. And this is why absolutely no one who's serious up on Capitol Hill, which eliminates most Democrats. Nobody trusts this guy every answer is slimy it's sleazy it's cagey he bails every single one listen to this are you going to arrest mr epps
4: yes or no
1: i'm not going to engage here in a discussion about individual people who are okay, or are not here going we go to be prosecuted. can i get a commitment
4: you just watch the video i'm an all law dog i understand a little bit about probable cause he did very little. There was very little difference. What he did, and Mr. Strecker, you can see him. He's encouraging, I almost think he's inciting a riot. He's encouraging people the night prior to go into the
2: Capitol, the day of, go into the Capitol. And he was at the first breach, and he breached the restricted area. Uh, again, folks, I'm, I'm not going to speculate because I don't know what's going on with this guy because I can't get in the FBI's head. However, I'm going to tell you this again. Having actually been a federal agent myself, it is awfully suspicious that you claim to be combating an insurrection by prosecuting people involved. You have a guy on video who appears to be, again, incentivizing people to enter the Capitol and you're not curious. Now, here's what has my antenna, ding, 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 going up big time right now. Jack Posobiec notices, hat tip to him. Look at how the media now in these screenshots has all of a sudden, once the Epps lawsuit went down against Fox, has all of a sudden changed the narrative. Whenever they write articles about Epps, you'll see they call it one of the, Ray Epps, this is the Washington Post, attended the pro-Trump rallies? I, I I thought it was an insurrection. Notice the dates on these pieces too, July 2023. Here's the New York Times referring to it as a demonstration. I thought it was an insurrection. Now it's a demonstration, and all of these articles they're talking about Epps. Here's Bloomberg, a former Marine who voted for Trump and joined the protests, sued Fox. You see how all of this? This is the. Do we have the? Do we have the the, the grapefruits yet? We need. You gotta get them on. But the grapefruits are. They, I need them delivered to me, stat, stat. Here's Rolling Stone again. Ray Epps talking about protests. Folks, these people are hapless goons in the media. It's so pathetic. You got Adam Kinzinger and others defending this guy. It's so strange that conservatives like me and others are like, hey, if something happened that day in violation of the law and Epps was associated with it, then Epps should be subjected to the same system of justice as everyone else. And it's the media. Everything's on its head. The media's like, Uh, No, no, no. It's no longer an insurrection. EPS is okay. What? What the hell is going on? Now, let me just make sense of it all before I move on. I got more to cover with this FBI. There's a lot, a lot of stuff in the FBI. Can you guys explain where I'm You guys know where I'm going to go with this. This all makes sense if you subscribe to the anti-anti-communist theory by David Horowitz, okay? They are for what we're against the liberals, because we're an obstacle to their communist seeking of power, and they're against whatever we're for. So if we have questions about Ray Epps, was there some kind of relationship with some entity we don't know about with Epps? We have questions. The media stance, no matter what Epps did or didn't do, the media stance is Epps is a good guy. If we were, however, to switch the story tomorrow and start celebrating Ray Epps, do you guys disagree? The media narrative would be what? What? Ray Epps led an insurrection. One hundred percent, they'd run. Thank you, Justin said it right. They would run the exact same video with no shame at all. We just play and be like, "This guy led an insurrection." It is crazy. How is this guy not in jail? Remember the anti-anti-communist theory. We're the anti-communists. The liberals are the anti-anti-communists. They are for what we're against. Against what we're for. Doesn't there's no principles involved in this at all? Because we are an obstacle to their power. Unfreaking believable. It didn't end there yesterday. The Ray humiliation, Christopher Ray, continued up on Capitol Hill. Ladies and gentlemen, what an embarrassment. You know what, let me just get to my next bottom and get this. He was totally unapologetic yesterday. And just at least according to FBI whistleblowers I've spoken to, just absolutely lied up on Capitol Hill yesterday, about a number of episodes of malfeasance the FBI was involved in. going then get to the easiest one, and a guy I trust who called him out, Steve Friend, a former FBI agent. Uh, the, the director just needs to resign immediately. Ladies and gentlemen, American Financing, appreciate your patience. The Fed paused their continued rate hikes in June. But Jay Powell indicated there'd be another rate hike in July. We all know that can make your credit card debt more expensive, higher interest rates, right? Right now, if you're only making the minimum payment, it's going to take years to pay that debt off. You need to find a way out. If you're a homeowner, American Financing can help. You can use your home's equity and pay off that expensive debt. American Financing is saving customers just like you up to $1,000 a month. They have loans that can help. It doesn't matter your credit score. American Financing is a family-owned lender and their mortgage consultants are salary-based. i spoken to them. These are good people. They don't charge any upfront fees to see how much you can save. They're closing loans in as fast as 10 days. Call American Financing today and you may be able to delay two mortgage payments. Here's a number. You ready? 888-994-7660. That's 888-994-7660 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. It's not a .com. It's AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLS org. Thanks, American Financing. All right, back to the show. Here is, again, the hapless, lying Christopher Ray, telling, at least according to whistleblowers in the FBI, an absolute fib, being completely unapologetic when questioned about targeting parents. The FBI and DOJ targeting parents who showed up to complain at school boards. We know there was a threat tag assigned. We know investigations happened. Investigations happened because I know the guy, the FBI guy, who was involved in the investigations. Take a listen to this loser. Check this out. Do you, would you, do you believe that the attorney general should apologize to parents who are the subject of that memory?
1: I'm not going to speak to that.
2: Will you apologize for the FBI's own role? I
1: think the FBI conducted itself uh, the way it should here, which is that we've considered to continue to follow our longstanding rules and have not changed anything in response to that memo.
2: Now, small problem here, the small problem that they haven't changed anything and didn't move people around or do whatever and did not conduct surveillance on people at school boards is directly contradicted by get a load of this shit by the agent who actually conducted the surveillance of parents at school boards. That sounds to me like a freaking problem. Here is a tweet by Steve Friend. He's at real Steve Friend. This guy is awesome. He is a former FBI agent. He is a whistleblower and an American patriot. Has a book out. It's fantastic. He says, quote, the FBI director told uh, the House Judiciary that special agents did not conduct surveillance of school boards. He lied. He lied. The Joint Terrorism Task Force in Friend's office did it. Friend testified under oath about the details in May. One of these guys is full of shit and one isn't. Who do you trust? The guy who gave up a career in the FBI to do the right thing, Steve Friend? Or hack goon Christopher Ray, who has lied repeatedly to anyone and everyone who asked him a question about anything of significance involving the FBI? Who do you believe? Here's Steve Friend on Fox last night talking about how he not only lied about reassignments to for, of agents onto school board investigations and other things, but reassignments of agents onto January 6th investigations, too. Take a listen. I'm hoping that there's going to be some sort of perjury investigation.
1: Tell us what you think he perjured himself with.
5: Well, he told the committee that uh, no agents were moved off of child pornography investigations to work on domestic terrorism on January 6th. That happened to me in the fall of 2021.
2: That's exactly what happened to me. Folks, again, who do you trust? You trust this BSer running the FBI who can't stop stepping on his own crank? Or do you trust the guy, the whistleblower, who gave up everything? A pension, health benefits, and a great job. It's a good job. Pays really well if you know what you're doing and you make a lot of arrests. Who do you trust? Folks, the FBI just got spanked, by the way. Just got spanked in this Missouri versus Biden case I've been talking about. This case is so important. I hate when I mention this versus this unless it's Biden versus the teleprompter. Because whenever you mention a legal case, in my experience, in radio, TV, and podcasting, people eventually, a a lot of folks tune out because they don't want to hear about legal mumbo jumbo. The Missouri versus Biden case, throw all that out. You need to understand this. This is the most critical First Amendment case in modern American history. The Attorney General of Missouri sued the Biden administration very simply because they colluded with Twitter and Facebook and other companies to pull content off violating people's first amendment rights. They took a huge kick in the balls on this on July 4th when the judge in the case ruled the government can is a, a complete injunction against its free speech violations like that. Not national security stuff, but free speech stuff. The FBI was part and parcel of that. Remember this email I showed yesterday? This is critical. This is the FBI's Foreign Influence Task Force emailing another agent in San Francisco who had a liaison role with Twitter saying, Elvis, basically have Twitter refer this and have them take action. It would greatly appreciate it. Elvis sends it on to this lady, Stacia, Elvis from the FBI, Elvis Chan. And this Twitter lady, Stacia, he says, take whatever action if you deem appropriate, then responds back to him that it's been taken down. This isn't hard, folks. We know the FBI. That's one of hundreds of examples of the FBI banging on social media's door, telling him in violation of the First Amendment, take this stuff down because we don't like it. And yet Harriet Hageman, who's fantastic, the congresswoman from uh, Wyoming, who beat the dreadful Liz Cheney by like 7,000 points, Harriet Hageman asks Ray this question. Ray appears to be completely oblivious about what happened in this case. So he's either an idiot and he shouldn't be the FBI director or he's a liar and he shouldn't be the FBI director. There's no in between. Here, watch what happened.
4: Does the FBI intend to continue to have such meetings leading up to the 2024 election to police election related speech?
1: Well, we're not going to be policing. That's what you That's what
4: you previously did.
1: Uh, that's not I do not agree with that. Description OK, well, what here's we what
4: I would say. This committee has learned that the FBI acted to, quote, discredit leaked information about Hunter Biden before and after it was published. That quote, Twitter's contact with the FBI was constant and pervasive and as if it were a subsidiary and that quote, a surprisingly high number are requests by the FBI for Twitter to take down on action, take action on election misinformation, even involving joke tweets from low follower accounts. Are you aware that that has been reported?
1: I am aware of some of what the committee has found in its report, but I I will add that I'm not sure I agree with the findings. But that's what we found.
2: Folks, this is why this guy has to go. Hageman's like, listen, man, you guys colluded with social media companies to make a true Hunter Biden story about his laptop go away. What the hell else do you need to hear? And what is this clown's response? You all heard it. Put a Y in the chat if you trust this guy. And end if you don't, Christopher Ray. Seriously, yes if you trust Christopher Ray. No if you don't. I'm dying to see the answer on this. Does anybody trust this guy other than Chris Christie, Twinkies Junior? There, does anybody trust this guy? He says I don't agree with your characterization. What? Uh, okay, there you go. It's pretty unanimous. Any yeses? I don't see. <laughs> I don't see anything. All I see is a bunch of no's. What? What is there? What is there not to agree with? The court's already made a ruling in the case. The evidence has been made public. The Twitter files have been made public. The FBI and the federal government wanted information taken down that applied to Hunter Biden's laptop. It's that simple. I don't agree with the characterization. Dude, nobody gives a shit about how you your characterization. All we care about is the truth. That, oh, is that it? Oh, This is what was this an NBC News, poll? Look at this. The only people who trust the FBI now appears to be Democrats anymore. This is unbelievable. Independents, Republicans, that's a good poll there. Nobody trusts these people but the Democrats. Because, it still knows this is hilarious. Because they're acting like the police state bouncers and enforcers for the Democrat Party. Of course the Democrats are going to love them. The guy, that is crazy. The guy is obviously part and parcel to a massive police state scheme to interfere in free speech. They embrace it. Now do you see why? By the way, I wait a day to do all this stuff so we can correctly evaluate this stuff and bring all the elements and receipts here? This was the highlight, however, of the day for, for me yesterday. I don't know about you. If you saw it, let me know in the chat how you feel about this. But Matt Gates was on fire yesterday. Gates just blew Ray up. He is not a fan of Ray. I think he's one of the few guys up on the Hill who understands the clear and present danger the current management of the FBI is to the country. Here's Matt Gates questioning Ray again about the FBI illegally doing searches on American citizens with a computer. Gee, you thought the you know you needed a warrant for that stuff. You thought wrong. Well, what about the Constitution, Dan? They wiped their asses with that. They've done it for a long time. Okay, here's Matt Gates asking him, "Hey, how many illegal searches exactly have been conducted?" Watch Ray play stupid again. So if he's playing dumb in that case, if he's playing dumb, he doesn't believe he shouldn't be the FBI director. And if he's lying, he shouldn't be the FBI director. Listen for yourself.
3: How many illegal FISA queries have occurred under your leadership of the FBI?
1: Well, there are reports that have come out
3: with different numbers about uh, compliance incidents. More than a million illegal ones. Because that's what the inspector general said. The inspector general said that in the 3.4 million of these queries, more than a million were in error. Do you have any basis to disagree with that that assessment by the inspector general? Uh, I'm not.
1: I'm not sure. Actually, that's a, a correct characterization of the inspector general's. Uh, oh well, findings on well that. the internet I, will
3: remind you of that I... in moments. But but let, let's now go to uh, what the, the court said. The court said it was over 200,000 that have occurred on your watch. We, we, do you have any basis to disagree with that assessment? Again, I don't have the numbers. I sit here right now. What I can't seems you- like a number you should know. How many times the FBI is breaking the law under your watch, folks? The guy
2: is the FBI director. He has no idea how many people were conducting illegal, unconstitutional searches on American citizens. Listen, I'm not here to lionize another agency like the Secret Service or anything else. Especially after today, which seems kind of odd, this cocaine probe thing. It's just. I'll discuss that in the beginning of the show. I'll talk about it more on the radio show and probably more tomorrow when it starts to filter out. But when the Secret Service got spanked in court because we set up a bunch of protest zones, which were clearly a violation of the First Amendment, they have been doing it for years. When that got thrown out in court, the next day, I will never forget, emails went out, supervisors were told, absolutely no protest zones. It's not going to happen. You're telling me these guys have been violating the Fourth Amendment repeatedly over and over and over again, and nobody seems to know anything about it inside the FBI or even seems remotely concerned about it? They're giving you the double-barreled middle finger because they don't care. It's a rogue agency. By the way, hat tip to Matt Gates. Here's the inspector general for the DOJ, Michael Horowitz, a guy I don't really trust anyway. But here's Michael Horowitz himself. He's like the internal affairs for the government, saying, "Well, we got a lot of evidence of the FBI conducting uh, six-figure illegal searches, number six-figure number illegal searches on American citizens. Watch yourself."
0: It's, it's obviously very concerning that there's not a volume of searches, um, and particularly concerning the tarot rate that was reported on for the last two years um, I think in the public reporting area. It was what, um, I believe it was around 30%, and um, I think it's all numbers, I think it's around 30%, but uh, i don't lawyer, and I'm a mathematician, we'll take $4 million, about 30%, you're talking about
2: That's a whole lot of error, folks. That's a lot of errors. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of searches on American citizens that were illegal or unconstitutional or both. Who the hell is this guy leading the FBI? Why would anybody trust this guy? I got more, and I got a folks, I got another Be Prepared segment. By the way, these things... A lot of people been, not you all, please don't take this. You guys and ladies out there are the awesome P1 fans. We love you. Love having you to chat. Love having you on the radio show. But I've been doing these Get Prepared segments because I'm telling you the government knows something about China and Russia that they're not telling people because they don't want to panic. Trust me. I'm telling you they know something. People have been stealing my content and putting it on TikTok, and it's been going nuclear. Dan is warning us again. I mean, I don't, I don't approve of it. But I got another one of these Be Prepared segments coming up, and I got the evidence to back it up. They know something. Quick break, got that coming up. And also Christopher A. just getting worked on the uh, Joe Biden crime family case. Folks, you tired of the same old monotonous liberal-flavored coffee brands, so stop. Stop giving your money to woke companies. Just don't care about you. Go with the coffee option that aligns with your conservative values. And that's my friends at Blackout Coffee. They got a little hole in the back of the bag they put in there so you can smell the coffee. You want a coffee that smells and tastes like coffee? It's Blackout Coffee. My brother-in-law, who's an awesome guy, works his butt off. He bought a bag, absolutely loves it. I love it. Paula loves it. It's why I'm personally proud to recommend Blackout Coffee. It's a coffee company, 100% committed to this country and great coffee. From sourcing the beans to roasting customer service and support, they got an incredible work ethic. They are dedicated to this country, its values, and the best coffee out there. The owner of this company, I'm telling you, cares about two things, the country and coffee. Do me a favor. Check out Blackout Coffee at blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Try it. You're going to love it. It is a rich, bold taste. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Ditch those other guys. Blackout Coffee remains true to our values. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Go today. Had about three cups already. (laughs) Or use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Thanks, Blackout Coffee. Also today, Patriot Mobile. You know, the parallel economy every day, folks, is growing bigger and bigger. Powered by everyday Americans sick and tired of the woke garbage, right? Big mobile companies are no different. For years, they've been supporting liberal causes with your money, and you had to take it because you needed a cell phone, and you really didn't have another option, right? Wrong. Now you do. Patriot Mobile. It's America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. So you get the best possible service in your area without all the woke garbage politics. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting a company that believes in free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, our military veteran, and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your phone. Keep your number, too. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Dan. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. Get the same dependable service and take a stand for your values, our values. Make that switch today. patriotmobile.com slash Dan. patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call 878-PATRIOT. Thanks, Patriot Mobile. Here's the last thing from the FBI briefing yesterday. I got Kyle Serafin coming up on a radio show later today to talk about a two FBI whistleblower. Christopher Ray was asked straight up about the WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden saying, "I'm sitting here next to my father. You better make good on this deal." I mean, clear indication. The FBI's had this thing for I believe four years, and of course, what does Ray do? Again, gives a slimy, sleazy, slimy, cagey flip the script. Double barrel, middle finger answer. And he wonders why nobody trusts him.
3: Take a listen. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, director?
1: I'm not going to get into commenting on that.
3: You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens?
1: Absolutely not. The FBI well, does you not. Que- has no oh, hold on. interest in protecting Well, You won't answer the question about whether or not it.
3: that's a shakedown. And everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing. Yeah, of course it's
2: deeply revealing. Of course this guy's involved in his shakedown. What kind of idiot reads a text like that in a WhatsApp message and doesn't know what the is going on? Come on, man. And Joe Biden, come on, man. Folks, Ray's got to go. Ray's got to go, man. They know exactly what's going on. They are hiding the biggest political scandal in human history, Joe Biden taking bribes to influence policymaking decisions probably as far back as when he was a senator. This guy is a goon. He is a train wreck. The only reason he was rescued from the political garbage heap of history by Obama is because the Obamas thought he was a goofball and he wouldn't steal the limelight from a young senator who just became president, Barack Obama, who wanted all the light on him. And then what did they do? Obama created and resurrected this corruptocrat who is now in the process of destroying the country. Faster than Obama. Blame Obama for all of this. All right, this is the most important part of the show. The only reason I didn't do it in the beginning is because it's heavy. I wanted to make sure you were all here. We got almost 70,000 people. You all need to hear this. Spread this around. Folks, listen. The government knows something. Well, they know, a lot of things we don't know. It's kind of tautological. I don't want to say stupid things. Let's just say this specifically. They know something about China and Russia. China and Russia that they're not telling us. It's pretty clear when you put together the pieces that they have some information about a pending national, international emergency. And they're not telling us because they don't want people to panic. I'm going to add to this story in a second what some, a new detail, because you may have heard this the other day on the show, but I'm going to repeat it again. I want you to tie all these stories together and you tell me what the government knows. Red State, Jennifer Van Lars, fantastic. Remember the defector Dong Jingwei from China, upper level, high level Chinese Communist Party defector. He comes to the United States. Well, Van Law reported in Red State. His Chinese defector comes over and he and he he's talking to these two scientists. Now, he's now being debriefed by our intelligence agencies was a good thing, right? We want to know what's up with the Communist Chinese Party. But as Van Law reported, I'll go to the next screenshot, that he spoke with two scientists. Why he spoke with these two scientists, I'm not sure. But the two scientists that this Chinese Communist Party high-level defector spoke to are Stephen Quay, who we know, he's been on my show, and a physics professor, Richard Mueller. Why he spoke to this guy, Mueller, I have no idea. I don't know what the connection is, and I don't understand it. But as I covered the other day, why is it that the same Richard Mueller, who's alleged to have spoken to the Chinese Communist Party defector, then writes a piece in the Wall Street Journal about World War III being fought with a massive computer virus and an actual biological virus by the Chinese Communist Party. My question is, if the government doesn't know this, then how does Richard Mueller? Am I explaining that well? Mueller clearly knows something. It says in the piece, if it's accurate, that he was talking to the Chinese Communist Party defector. Is there a plan in the works right now to hit us with another massive virus? and then hit us with a computer virus attack as well to shut down our hospitals when it's happening? Folks, I ask you that. Well, why are you repeating this story for the other day? Because I'm telling you, the so- I mean, how many signs do you need? Here, from yesterday, U.S. government emails hacked and suspected Chinese espionage campaign. The new penetration has prompted alarm amongst officials and security researchers. Part of an espionage campaign Compromising valuable information belonging to the U.S. government. Ladies and gentlemen, if there's going to be a twofold attack and Mueller's onto something, the same Mueller who allegedly spoke to Dong Jingwei, the Chinese Communist Party spy, speaking to us. Has the Chinese Communist Party been inside our systems for a long time? You understand what that means? That means they may have a map of all of our IT critical infrastructure getting ready to snap and shut us down the minute they launch a biological virus attack. Uh, uh, Call me a conspiracy theorist all you want. The guy's a physics professor, Mueller. He wrote the piece, not me. It's not Wall Street Journal by Dan Bongino. I'm just putting the pieces together as a a crazy investigator. Look, there's the piece right there. World War III, before with viruses by Richard Mueller. It's not my piece. Folks, just put the pieces together. The government knows something. They're not telling us. Here, here's another one. Put up that Fox News piece. Fox. Congressman has a grim take after access to UFO footage. Oh, UFO. No, no, forget the UFO thing for a minute. He says we can't handle it. This Republican congressman, the guy's not a Democrat, Tim Burchett, said during a podcast appearance about possible alien tech, quote, we can't handle it. We couldn't fight them off if we wanted to. That's why I don't think they're a threat to us or they would have already been. Why am I tying this into the Chinese Communist Party story? Because folks, there's this assumption this is alien tech. I don't believe that. I just don't. I believe it's Chinese Communist Party tech. Occam's razor, man apply the explanation that requires the least amount of assumptions is it space aliens who we don't even we haven't even figured out how they could fly faster than the speed of light or is it the chinese communist party that's figured out some technology we just don't understand folks the government is not telling us something man that's why i can't emphasize enough you need to get your butts prepared today emergency food emergency supply of water water filtration, some bleach for some cleaning, learn how to use it. You can get yourself some GPS, two-way communicators. I know Garmin is a good one, so you can talk to people in an emergency. doesn't require a cell tower. Use a satellite. Then get it. Get yourself some charcoal, way to start a fire, some seeds if you can. You call me crazy all you want liberals, I give zero shits about that. They know something. This guy didn't write this piece in the Wall Street Journal for no reason. It doesn't make any sense. It only makes sense if you put the pieces together. Uh, thank you, but folks. The biggest skeptic on planet Earth is Guy. Guy doesn't believe anything until you... Guy is like doubting Thomas. Like You got to like stand right in front of Guy and deliver it to him on a silver platter. Even Guy just said it. He's like, I didn't buy any of this shit. I started working here. Now I'm like, you know what? The guy's not crazy. I'm just telling you what other people are saying. Guy talks to Chinese Communist Party defector, writes an article about a biological computer attack. The government admits our computers were attacked. And then they're saying there's technology out there we can't handle. Oh, shit. I don't know. Maybe we should ignore it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exact. Worst case scenario, you spend a couple thousand dollars on survival equipment you throw out one day. I know it's a lot of money. Believe me, I don't underestimate that. But you know what's even worse? Dying. And it violates the first rule of the Dan Bongino show, which is don't get dead. Here, he's a pretty serious guy. You know, Rubio and I don't agree on everything. He's my senator down here in Florida, one of them. I don't agree on everything. I don't like a lot of his, uh, you know, tax stuff plans, but that's fine. I met him. He's been a nice guy to me. No one says he's not a serious guy. Here's Rubio on the Hannity show. Talking about the UFO thing, too, like, yeah, yeah, it's probably pretty serious. Either we got crazy people in the government or this is real. Take a listen.
1: You're in, in the Foreign Affairs Committee and you're really involved in foreign affairs. there have been a lot of articles lately about UFOs. I know this, is, this question is a little out there.
5: Is there any truth to any of this? Well, we don't know. All I've said is we have people that have very high clearances both today and in the past who did really important work for our government or continue to do important work for the government who have come forward with some claims about the U.S. having in the past recovered exotic materials and then reverse engineered those materials to make advances in our own defenses and technologies. That's the claim they make. Now, I don't know if those claims are true or not. What I do know is that one of two things is happening here. Either, we, either they're telling the truth, and that is something that obviously would be uh, the, the biggest story in human history, or we have people in really important positions of government who are crazy and who are out there making up stories <laughs> and, and who are still in positions of importance. Either one is a big problem. So we've got to figure out which one of these two it is. Because uh, the, the second one in particular would be very troubling.
2: Listen, all I'm asking of you in the audience, because I know there's some pro and anti Rubio guys, just forget that for a second. Don't don't pencil yourself into what is Gutfeld called it, like the uh, the, the the two two whatever, two, two, something like binary. It's uh, something binary. I don't even know what it is, but it's a good point he makes. Don't pencil in a good guy, bad guy. In other words, I don't like Rubio, so I'm going to disregard all that. What he's saying there is, makes perfect sense. Either people in the government have opened us up to the biggest scandal in human history, that there's tech out there we can't handle. Forget if it's alien or not. It doesn't matter. All that matters is we can't handle it. It's a threat. Is it aliens or China? Who cares? All that matters is, quote, Tim Burchett, congressman, we can't handle it. Or there's crazy people in the government, which is a big problem, too. Now, how do I know, too, that something's up? I'm just reading the signs all over that the government is not telling us something about an increasingly perilous situation. Here's an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, which, believe me, was probably incentivized by some sincere government concern right now about what's going on with Russia's 6,000 nuclear weapons. Wall Street Journal, David Gomper, Russia's nukes after Putin. You're probably thinking like, oh, Russia's got this big, long chain of command like we do to launch nukes. The president does this, notifies SecDef, notifies the uh, uh, general who notifies the people operating the nukes. Well, that's the U.S. system. This Wall Street Journal piece was fascinating. That's not the Soviet system, excuse me, the Russian system. The Russian general staff, the general staff can initiate a missile launch without the permission of political authorities. That sounds to me like a problem. Because if you read the news for a living like I do, and you see the signs on the wall, and you see the government's not telling us something, this is why I worry about World War III. And then I read an article like this. So Russian generals can do it without political uh, uh, people in the political chain interfering? And then you read an article in The Guardian that says, Russian general says he's been fired for telling the truth about Ukraine problems. I'm like, oh shit, sounds like we have a problem what if one of these disgruntled generals gets one of his people to launch a nuke? That's not going to happen. Why? Why, why? why is that not going to happen? Because they wouldn't do that? Why? You you think of a Russian general, some, you know, warmonger Russian general on the verge of being beheaded by Putin's cronies. You don't think he could start World War III by having one of his people launch a nuke? I don't know about you. I'm not willing to take that chance. I read the news for a reason, man. It scares the hell out of me. I'm telling you, get prepared today. Get prepared today. Don't wait another minute. All right, it's a couple more things to get to. It's a busy show today. I really appreciate you being here. Again, if you want to join the live chat, every day starts at 10 a.m. The chat key and Justin are in there. You can come in anytime. Uh I come on at 11rumble.com slash Bongino. Really appreciate it. You know, I, again, I don't want you wasting your time here ever. You matter to me, and I feel like if I'm going to you know, feed you a story; it has to feed into a larger narrative, or else I'm just reading the news. I've told you repeatedly about how liberalism is destined to die on its current trajectory. The Democrat Party wouldn't, if they would embrace the policies of JFK and Bill Clinton: respect for the working man, uh, you know, free but fair trade. I don't agree with their social issues, you know, be but abortion being uh, rare but legal. Again, I don't agree with that, but that was more the Clinton era approach. The Democrat Party would be a force in American politics. I've told you repeatedly the current Democrat Party of AOC, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, it's insane. There's no way the intersectional Democrat Party, this point moving forward, what we have now, can persist. Because the problem is this theory they have of intersectionality, that every minority, minority group, shares this one thing in common and that's, uh, you know, uh, the liberals are going to defend them assumes that every minority group out there has the same interests, and they don't. And I've said to you over and over that what's going to happen is liberals are going to pit groups against each other as they defend one over the other. You're seeing it in the affirmative action case right now, where minority Asians are like, wait, why am I being kept out of college for a black student with a lesser score? And liberals are like, because you're white adjacent. And Asians are like, we're what? So I told you they're going to eat each other alive. Because they're fighting for spoils. It doesn't work. They're not fighting for freedom. They're fighting for scraps. Here we go. As if on cue, red state, Biden slashing United Auto Worker union wages to appease the green energy cult. Becky Noble. It's in the newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter. If you want to read it, here's the gist of this. Listen, making electronic vehicle, electric vehicle batteries is not as profitable for these workers as building gas-powered cars. So the green cult, the AOCs are like, we need to go green, get rid of gas cars, 2050 Paris Accords, whatever this crap is, cut emissions, all this garbage. Auto workers are now taking a cut and pay like, hey, what about us? I thought you were in it for the little guy. Folks, the movement is going to clean itself out as it cannibalizes. Listen, it's up to us to keep it going to make sure we present a positive alternative. Having said that, chest out, chin up. Our movement is far superior. We're not fighting for the scraps for the government table. We're fighting our own fight for prosperity, our families' freedom, and to work you know an honest day. The liberals are scrapping amongst themselves. The movement is running out of gas, I assure you. And you can see it in these numbers too. Here's the great EJ Antony. He's at Real EJ Antony on Twitter. This guy's fantastic. He's an economic analyst. I think he's over at Heritage. But I, the, uh, the inflation numbers came out the other day. Hilariously, the Biden administration's taken a victory lap. Like, oh, inflation's down to 3% year over year, which, granted, is better than it, uh, the 9% it was uh, just about a year ago. Okay, great. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the problem. 3% inflation is still a percentage point above what the Fed's target is, which is 2%, so we're still high. And core was 48 which is which is more than double. So we got a real problem. And as EJ put out in his tweet, here's some context to the inflation numbers. Annual inflation's outpaced weekly earnings growth for 26 of the last 30 months as people pay the hidden tax of inflation. In other words, the value of your money's going down and the value of your money's not going up fast enough your wages to keep up. Simple math folks, here's the chart right here. In essence, you are getting poorer. That's a lot of red. Thank you, Guy. You're getting poorer under Biden. You're not getting richer. And everybody knows it. This ties into the last story of intersectionality. How much liberal bullshit about CRT and kitty drag shows are you willing to preoccupy the Democrat Party with while your ass is getting poorer every day? I guess we'll see in the next election, won't we? Because this inflation situation is not going to just go away. This is what intersectionality brings. Cannibalism within the party as you eat each other alive from the scraps from the table. All right, so this Secret Service story, I'm going to get to more in the radio show, more tomorrow. And the, the gist of it is the Secret Service says they can't find who left the Coke behind. Folks, I love my fellow employees there, but I just don't believe it. I'm telling you, and this is going to be, I, I was there, I know I know the system up and down. Everybody who comes in that West Wing for a tour on the weekend, which was probably a bunch of tour groups, if it was not a member of the Biden family or a protectee, they would know every single person that came in. I can't believe you don't have a suspect from that. I can't. Forget the cameras. You don't even need the cameras. Everybody checks in at a security gate. Is it, what do you think? 50,000 people are walking through? You could find Coke in a Redskins stadium at a game, at a football game. What are they? Commanders now, whatever. Before you, I mean, there's not that even that many people there. Don't believe it. Something's going on with that story. I've got a strong reason to believe this too. Questions for tomorrow? Again, go to my locals account. I'm at D. Bongino. The post is up now. True social at D. Bongino too. Just put your question in there. Hopefully we'll get to it tomorrow. We do it last 10 minutes of the show. I hope you like it. Hey, do me a favor. Guy, watch this and Justin after the show when I get off. Stay in the chat for a minute. Do you guys like the questions thing on Friday or not? Everybody here is like up in the air on this. It's always 50-50, and if something's not 60-40, yes, you like it. I usually dump it. If you don't like it, I'll scrap it. The show's for you. It's not for me. I enjoy doing it, but I only care about what you care about. I don't, it doesn't matter what I care about. It matters what you care about. So let us know. You like the questions, yes. You don't like the questions, no. I'll have these two guys. Uh, what? Most of them, uh, is it oh, okay? Good, good. I like doing it. I enjoy talking. It's only ten minutes, so it's not like we eat up a lot of time. But good to know. We'll keep track of it after the show. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you on the radio show later and back here tomorrow. See ya. You just heard Dan Bongino.